Welcome to episode 191 of the Twim Show. This is your Sajid. And today I'm going over the digital marketing updates from the week of December 11 through 15, 2023. First up, uh, we have uh, Google has clarified or reiterated that, you know, a domain age does not impact search rankings. Now, in the SEO world, I've seen a lot of, uh, and SEO forums, I've seen a lot of gurus, a lot of people talk about buying an expired domain that has like a 10 year, that was released 10 or 15 years ago, and they would go buy all these things thinking, you know, they would be able to like, you know, buy a kind of a baked domain that Google will give them much higher ranking, uh, or at least give them a point or two towards a higher ranking. Uh, and this has come up again and again. However, Google's John Mueller has come out and basically says, no, age of ranking, age of domain has nothing to do with ranking. Uh, there has been what he's saying, there might be some misinterpretation of Google's patent uh, because Google did do a patent, file a patent that titled information retrieval based on historical data. Uh, that pattern, however, focuses on identifying spam sites using domain-related information, not on boosting the rankings of legitimate domains. Um, the patent mentions using domain data to catch throwaway domains used by spammers. It indicates that valuable legitimate domains are often paid for several years in advance, unlike spam domains. However, this information is used to predict the legitimacy of a domain for spam detection, not for ranking purposes. That is exactly what uh, Mueller said. I hope this was helpful and let's move on to the next one. Okay. Now, the next update is Google Chrome, which is also Google, is planning to phase out third-party cookies for enhanced privacy starting January. Uh, next year is right around the corner. However, they're going to test it out with 1% of the Chrome population, right? They're not just rolling out completely. Now, what you need to know is if you are a business or a business owner advertising and you're still relying on third-party cookies, it's time for you to either move into server-side tracking or you need to start planning what other ways can you track. Now, tracking comes into play when you do things like you know Facebook ads, Google ads, because these are usually considered third-party tracking because they put cookies on your thing and then they follow you, uh, follow the visitors around, as well as attribution, right? Attribution. Uh, so, but one of the way people get around to it is use server-side tagging and they try to create first-party cookies and then obviously that's okay. Nevertheless, uh, this is something food for thought for you that if you're using third-party cookies or you need to ask your marketer, hey, are we using third-party cookies? What are our plans? Now, a lot of the things have already shifted. GA4 has kind of shifted away from third-party uh, third cookies and has already done some modeling uh, that kind of tells you, uh, it's not accurate, but that kind of gives you data of, okay, here's what your uh, data is going to look like, visitors going to look like, attribution is going to look like based on um, you know algorithms and other things. So again, nothing for you to do right now. Again, this is something more for you to have that thought or discussion with your marketer saying, hey, hey third-party cookies are going to go away eventually. Like it's been a while, right? Uh, that third-party cookies have been around for what? Let me see uh, if I have seen it in my notes or not. It's been around for at least, uh, I would say, two decades uh, or maybe since the internet uh, started for doing cookies. Anyway, um, so 
start thinking about what's going to happen about life after third party cookies and off we go the other thing is uh google's local search algorithm does give priority to your business that is open longer or maybe 24 hours a day uh this was confirmed by google's let me see who is this guy danny sullivan right danny sullivan did say that businesses that are open longer or maybe um 24 hours a day do get a uh, ranking boost they do show up more than other businesses now having said that Danny is saying like don't just go and start putting your open 24/7 unless you are because that could have severe impact and i can totally see a lot of businesses are going in there and they're saying we're open 24/7 and then we're going to grow it folks google is going to find out sooner or later you can game them and you could probably get up there like you know very quickly and then uh, then this is going to become a widespread problem mark my words and when it does google is going to drop the hammer and boom you are going to either get banned or you're going to get thrown off the platform or you are going to basically be at the bottom of the pile regardless of what happens i would say don't be unethical if you're open 24/7 do be open 24/7 the other thing the point the highlight of this reason, the main reason for me to cover this is that hey maybe google business profile is something you need to keep updated with your hours of operations and other information so that you can show up on time as needed right? right don't try to game the system but keep it updated that's all it matters okay <clears throat> next up uh google confirms again this was john miller confirmed that you can actually have a page in html obviously on your website as well as have the same information as a pdf and you can get if you're getting an index there's no penalty for having that right uh and you know basically if if the content if sometimes google will arbitrarily just put h uh, pull html and if you really are concerned about uh, managing uh duplicates uh you could use the canonical tag uh to indicate which one is the original version right um but other than that there is nothing for you to know no maybe if you have a published a big um i don't know case study and you want to offer it as a pdf as well as an html version that's totally fine that's what it all matters or maybe um how would i say a troubleshooting guide right you could have it in html as well as a pdf so there we go Next up, uh Google is taking action against parasite SEO. So what are parasite SEO? It's a term uh it ref- parasite SEO is basically the practice of leveraging high authority third party websites to rank content that otherwise wouldn't perform well in search results. This was some covered in our show a uh, few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months or maybe more back. Anyway, um So basically Danny Sullivan is coming in and saying hey Google has implemented measures to combat this problem uh Google they have enhanced the system to handle third third party handle to better handle third party content that falls under the category of parasite SEO this includes content hosted on reputable sites but clearly prim- uh, created primarily for SEO manipulation go on other days uh of you know uh renting your sites out to other people uh, yes people do that the other thing you want to know is like sometimes you can get hacked right and you whether it's wordpress drupal wix or whatever someone could just basically like get hacked. and by hack is a very word like a broad term 
people could basically get access to your website content through either uh, login credentials and whatnot, and they could put a lot of junk content and everything because you rank and then you know, try to divert t- traffic into other stuff. This is also happening, so you need to be very careful as a, from a security standpoint. Be very, very careful of you know your content on your website because you will get penalized, and once you get penalized, you know it's not good because you do not know when you're going to get uh, your ranking back or whether you will ever get back on, and it just big nightmare. So prevention is better than cure. Uh, I would say just be diligent about um, the content on your website, keep your login secure, have two-factor authentications and things like that. Again, this is not a cybersecurity podcast or a show. This is more about marketing, but I wanted to uh, touch on that just because that is helpful. Okay, uh, so here is an experiment. This is not really an update, but this some um, uh, this SEO expert Christina had done an experiment where it says what happens if you block Googlebot from indexing your website, right? So what she did was she had a robot.txt file that says, "Hey Googlebot, you can you're not allowed to crawl my website," and. The findings are pretty interesting. That's why I wanted to show you, and I will tell you why I'm sharing this with you. First of all, uh, the impact on fav icon and video search results. The website's fav icon was removed from Google search results, and the video search results took a significant hit, which still hadn't uh, recovered post-experiment. That's number one. Number two is... While positions remained relatively stable, there was slightly more volatility in Canada. A slight decrease in traffic. The website only saw a slight decrease in traffic during the experiment. And number four, uh, despite pages having no index meta robots tags, they ended up being indexed because Google couldn't crawl the site to see those tags. And lastly, uh, there was multiple alerts in Google Search Console, such as index though uh, blocked by robot.txt and blocked by robot.txt. So, this experiment highlights the critical role of Googlebot in maintaining and updating a website's presence in search results. Obviously true. The other thing is this ties back into technical SEO. Right? You want to make sure, number one is your robot.txt is not uh, unintentionally blocking off Googlebot. That's one. And number two is that your website is up and around, up and running and efficiently responding when Googlebot comes to crawl. This is all it matters. Now, I'm not pushing you to go and hire a technical SEO expert to figure all these things out, but it does make a big difference, right? And I wanted to share with you that what happens with, uh, you know, Googlebot, just because I thought it was very interesting and and, uh, uh, interesting as well as very informative. Uh, At the same time, just be very careful, uh, be cognizant of the fact that technical SEO do play a big role. Okay, last is Google Ads unveiled expanded video-rich campaigns, which is basically uh, YouTube ads. Uh, the video-rich campaigns now include the ability to scale video creatives to in-feed and shots in addition to in-stream ads. This expansion allows advertisers to reach viewers across various YouTube formats, increasing the potential for brand exposure. Uh, that's the main part, right, uh, that you need to know is that video-rich campaigns now basically uh, goes into different, uh, you know, what is it called, uh, reach, uh, viewers across different YouTube formats. Uh, other than that, um, you know, oh, the other thing is basically Google is pushing or YouTube is pushing that, you know, hey, uh, using VRC, uh, Mydle was able to uh, deliver 30% more reach at a 45% low CPM. Now, obviously, if Google is doing a press release, they're going to have to come up with a success story so that, you know, they kind of say how great this is. Uh, 
it's up to you how you take it. I just wanted to share what I felt. Um, I haven't tested it out yet, so I cannot really say whether it's good or bad, but you know, it's something you should know that it exists. Okay, uh, Google is enhancing the business operation verification process. Uh, there is a comprehensive guide. The link is in the show notes. This new resource aims to clarify verification process, providing detailed explanation and examples to help advertisers understand and successfully navigate the verification requirements. Now, what is the verification requirements? Google wants, just like Facebook wants as well, is that you know they want to verify that you are a legitimate business running ads and not really trying to run, uh, create a business and run ads and then do a lot of other stuff that happened in the last U.S. election 2020. Okay, so I mean, it, I mean that's what's gonna happen anyway, and election is next year, so they're just I guess uh, clamping down and basically making it more stricter. Now, nothing really for you to worry about if you haven't verified your business in Google Ads. So maybe you want to follow this guide. If not, just Google the word Google Ads verification and I'm sure a lot of plenty of articles are going to come up that you can take a look and see how you're going to get your business verified. <laughs> Lastly, MetaThread apps embraces decentralization with ActivityPub integration. Now, that's a big thing. So let me break it down for what this basically means. Uh, ActivityPub is a decentralized social networking protocol. This allows Thread's content profiles to be accessible via other Fediverse-based apps, marking a notable shift in Meta's approach to social media. Okay, let me, so basically the concept, the Fediverse is concept is basically it's a collection of independent federated servers working together to facilitate open social media access. It aims to reduce centralized control, allowing each server to establish its own parameters and algorithms. So this is like saying, hey, uh, threads, take this post down because this is offensive. Thread is going to say it's part of the open network, right? I think, you know, it's just like, hey, we can delete it from our servers, but it, we really don't have control because... It's on all these other servers. Now you have to go and like, you know, and that servers could be like 500 of them or 5,000 of them. Now you have to go send a request to 5,000 of them. So this is actually, I think, my thought process with this is it is kind of basically getting away from this concept of, hey, uh, this content is bad. Uh, this content is banned. Well, you can ban it, but who are you going to ban? Right. Uh, again, I think that's what the concept is like, you know, that content is going to live around and people have freedom of speech, uh, depending on who is on power, which country you are from. It could align or not align with all the other things. Uh, but anyway, I'm going out of a tangent here. Let's stay on track. That's what it is doing. Uh uh, basically, historically, Meta has been known for walled garden approach. This integration represents a significant move towards decentralization, potentially connecting threads, content to a range of tools and platforms that utilize the activity pub standard. Now, this is still in the early days. Uh, I would say, you know, keep your eyes open and ears open. And we, we are going to, I'm going to bring some more updates on it as these things kind of evolve. But I think there are some pluses to it where it could actually help you to... Uh, um, build API solutions, people uh, ingesting your content and be able to have, get your exposure more. However, uh, that remains to be seen up until a later date. But for now, this is all we have. Alrighty, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. This is your Sajid signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.